Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kinda whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Yuthi. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Yeah, how is it They going? didn't respond because they're listening. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing well. How are you, Jimmy? I'm doing well. I'm hanging in there. That's good. Surviving. We've got a great episode for you this week featuring our review of Venom, Let There Be Carnage. So much carnage. That one movie podcast. But first, Jimmy, we've got to do the Toms. Woo, there was not much news this week, so probably will be brief. Tom's is a rapid fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron's somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. Let's get to it, Holden. I apologize. It's a musical podcast now. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep the energy up on my end, but I am a little under the weather, so. Uh, it's... Yes. So uh, I'm going to be extra enthusiastic to annoy the crap out of Holden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just kidding. Uh, we're really going to pump up these news stories. Holden, what is, what's the exciting news of the week? Okay. Well, the big thing, uh, which was last weekend, was there was some sort of Netflix fan event. And I didn't know this was happening but then i started like like over the course of the day i think it was last saturday i just started seeing all of these various like netflix news things come out i'm like what the heck but apparently i don't think it was like a a dc fan dome or anything but they had a lot of stuff to say um the first probably biggest thing was there was a clip of of stranger things season four it wasn't really a trailer it was more of just like a you know he's Here's the characters. There, here's a little teaser, I guess. Yeah, there's a, a house, and the people are in the house, but it's a long time ago, it looks like, yeah. and then it cuts to, to today, but not today because it's the 80s or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and they're all a little bit taller. Yeah, they all they all look a little bit older because it's been like like two year two and a half years since season three, and quite a while since the first season. Yeah, so. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I once Stranger Things is completed down the road, maybe I'll revisit the whole thing and just see how like quickly they <laughs> they grow up <laughs> over the course of that series. Um yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't really tell us anything. Maybe that there's a little haunted house angle kind of thing to at least part of this season, which is cool, I guess. Um I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm just excited for se- season four still, not coming out till next year, according to the the trailer. I think we knew that already though. 2022. Yeah, I mean, I kind I'll be honest. I don't really remember how season three ended. So, <laughs> <laughs> was that the one with the mall? Yeah, that season. Okay, and so I mean, is there going to be a will move away? Okay, because I, I think eleven gets a like basically adopted by winona ryder 
I think it's something. I like don't that. remember. I don't remember. I do not remember, so uh, I'll have to revisit that before then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just don't. I don't know where this series is going to go. They, I feel like it's been entertaining, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like they've actually been building to something. So Yeah, it's weird. We'll see. I, like The creators of this series have said that like they, they have like an arc, like a four, five season thing in mind. But it, yeah, I agree. It doesn't really feel... I mean, it's, stuff certainly builds on itself. You couldn't have season three without season two or whatever, but it's it, it's very... I don't know. They seem like their own contained stories rather than a chapter of a larger book. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm very excited. Season three. I don't remember. I I probably said before. I binge watched like season almost the entirety of season three in one night. <laughs> it was. I think it came out like right on the fourth of July or something. And I think the next day I I started watching it, and then my brother joined me, and we just kind of watched the whole thing because we got really into it. So I'm I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see more. I just well, I I don't know. I I'm just can they continue to put out quality stuff without while they're still kind of meandering yeah i guess is the yeah. question or maybe they do really find their focus with this season so i mean i'm looking forward to it but i need to revisit some of the older seasons to remember what's going on yeah uh stranger things season four i'll give it a brokaw I'll give it to Brokaw as well, Holden. Uh, then we had a official confirmation and release date uh, for Tiger King 2, which I think we mentioned last week or the week before, um, but it's coming out November 17th. Um, the little like release date announcement thing they had said that they've only scratched the surface. We'll see if that's true. <laughs> uh, this November 17th? Yeah, this November 17th. Wow, that's sooner than I thought it was going to be. So I guess we'll see that. That's kind of, I mean, I feel like we're still pretty packed with movies around then. So yeah, I don't know. we'll see. I, I, I mean, I'll probably watch it. And I guess we, don't, we may talk about it on the podcast. We may not. Just depending. I still haven't even watched Squid Game. I haven't either. I Squid Game like I did not know what it was until like two days ago. It was well, I kept <laughs> seeing the like a week ago or whenever it was coming out. I saw like the preview. I'm like, well, that looks interesting. But you know, it's probably one of those weird one-off Netflix things that's not any good that nobody sees. But now, but people seem to really like yeah, it. So I'm I like, think, oh, maybe I, it is really I good. Think TikTok blew it up. But yeah, it's it's insanely popular right now. I'll maybe we'll check that out. Maybe I don't. Uh, well, I'll see how long. I mean, yeah, I'll check it out. Maybe I, it looks interesting. Uh, but just quick side rant on TikTok. The, uh, <laughs> the uh, what's a, what's it called? The what's devious the licks. T- devious licks. Our school district sent out an email <laughs> <laughs> to all the parents and staff about the devious licks TikTok stuff, and they're like, "It cannot happen. We will use the <laughs> law enforcement on your children." So. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, will prosecute it, to the full extent of the law. It's this gotten real happen. bad. Like my my mom's middle school, she works at. She she's telling me about how bad it's gotten. With like they, students will just steal stuff out of the bathrooms or just demolish the stalls or sinks or whatever. It's it is. It I I was I think I told you this last week. It's this is the first 
like meme where I just feel too old. <laughs> like I just completely do not understand the appeal of this. <laughs> Vandalism. <laughs> um, I guess I did get devious licked. <laughs> uh, someone was like, "Ha, Mister Youth, I stole a tissue from your room." Oh. I was like, "Nice, uh-huh. good one." <laughs> you know what? I you know what? Actually, that's pretty funny. I'll give them credit because it's <laughs> it's like they're making fun of the meme. Yeah, and I them. think satire. the meme is stupid. So good satire on them. All in good fun, I say. That's okay. the devious lick I encourage. But uh, TikTok <laughs> Bombadil, stand by that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a Bombadil too. Uh, then other Netflix stuff. They confer. I <laughs> I completely forgot this movie came out last year, but they confirmed Extraction too. Yeah, there was a trailer. I didn't watch it it wasn't really a trailer it was just i think they showed a clip they showed like the ending of the movie where spoiler alert for the end of extraction chris hemsworth character like dies or falls off a bridge. i was gonna say doesn't he die well yeah he gets like really shot <laughs> then falls off a bridge but then the only like new thing in it was it shows him underwater and he wakes up and then it's like extraction two is is happening or something i yeah that is hilarious (laughs) (laughs) oh man uh well you know what i'll watch it for the stunt work yep because the stunts and the extraction were worth the price of admission which was just mooching off my parents account (laughs) same here <laughs> so, yeah, so I'll give it a broca. Yeah, broca. Um, this is more for me, but the live action Cowboy Bebop, the intro for it was shown, and the release yeah, date yeah. is coming November nineteenth. I'm I'm getting pretty excited for this Cowboy Bebop being one of like two anime I've watched. It's very good. It's a very short anime too. It's just like one season long, um, but this netflix live action adaptation is is looking promising and they're keeping the one of the iconic things about the original anime is the like jazz score uh and, and the composer bebop jazz what the bebop jazz yeah bebop jazz the the jazz was very good and just like made the show what it was and now they got the same composer to come back for this live action one and so very excited to hear what that it zombie charlie parker <laughs> zombie charlie parker um but i'll give that a brokaw yeah i'll give it a brokaw too even though i have not seen cowboy bebop yeah maybe if it's if it gets really good reviews maybe you'll want to watch the live action one it's pretty cool maybe uh and then the last thing i wanted to mention was the sandman um, which is based on the DC comic by Neil Gaiman. Gaiman, however you say his name. I think it's Gaiman. It's Gaiman, okay. Um, but very, very popular comic from the 80s. Uh, but the Netflix adaptation for that had a little short trailer uh, featuring Charles Dance. <laughs> so I, <laughs> really? I love Charles Dance. Yeah, I didn't know he was in it. And then he's like, he's the one who talks. And he like does most of the narration through the trailer. Um, you are Lannister. <laughs> But I think that's coming later this year. Um, people seem excited for that. I don't know much about Sandman, uh, so I'll just give it a Bergeron. And it's, yeah, I don't know anything about that Sandman. I only know it's not related to the Spider-Man Sandman. Yes, correct. unrelated. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's a DC I, comic, I believe. 
And I think in the comics, it's like weird because I think it is its own thing, but maybe it jumps to the DC, like interacts with other DC superheroes. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've heard it's really good. I just don't know anything about it. So I guess if that's good, then I can just mooch off my parents' Netflix account and watch that <laughs> instead of having to read. Uh, oh, and I, I lied. One more thing about the Netflix event. Uh, Don't Look Up got delayed to December 24th. So what else is coming out December 24th? Um, That's not West Side Story. That's the week before. Yeah, it is West Side Story, isn't it? Is it? I thought West Spider Side Man, Story. Spider-Man's the 17th. I thought they came out the same week. Well, Spider-Man's releasing alongside something. Oh, maybe Spider-Man. The, the Guillermo del Toro movie is around there. Yeah. I don't know. Every movie is coming out. <laughs> December's <laughs> going to be another packed month. Um, okay. But moving on from the... So it should be called Don't Look Up at Your Calendar because the release date won't be on there until a couple months. Sure. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, moving on from the Netflix stuff, though. Uh, Andy Serkis, who we'll discuss more when we talk about the Venom 2 movie. Uh, he said that his next directorial effort is going to be an adaptation of Animal Farm. Uh, appar- okay. Apparently the movie is in its very early stages right now, but he's, he confirmed that's what he's working on. What would you... do? You know? Did you ever read Animal Farm in high school? I never read Animal Farm. Is, I never is did that, either. Upton uh, Sinclair, for the sake of sounding stupid. Who wrote that's Animal George Farm? George Orwell. George Orwell. Yep. Stupid. Uh... <laughs> It, I, yeah, satire. Um, yeah, no, I have not read it. Okay. I, I really I, am ignorant. I was really about hoping it. you would because that's one of those books that everyone's like, oh, you read it in high school, but I never did. Like, that was, they never had us. I mean, we read 1984, but uh, I, I have not read any George Orwell. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. I didn't go to high school. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a classic book. I think it's a, a satire on communism. I don't know. I, I'm speaking from someone who's never read the book and doesn't really pay attention to it too much. All right. This is what Google says. It says, Animal Farm is a satirical allegorical novella. Ooh. That's my favorite subgenre, the satirical allegorical novella by George Orwell, first published in England on the 17th of August, 1945. Just hot off World War II. The book tells the story of a group of farm animals who rebel against their human farmer, hoping to create a society where the animals can be equal, free, and happy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for any of you out there who are like shaking your heads at why these why these kids don't know anything about Animal Farm, yeah. Our high school just didn't teach us it. So. Yep. Um, so, uh, I'll, what, what, this is, uh, what did you say it was going to be on? It didn't say, uh, he didn't say he's, he's like probably. Oh yeah. Yeah. Andy circus. Andy circus. Yeah. Well, you know what? So he's going to do a bunch of mocap stuff for that. Clearly. Oh, yeah. I didn't even, th- I didn't even consider that angle. Um, so he would be the perfect guy to do it. Yeah. So I'm in the, I, I hope Andy circus gets some, a, a good script <laughs> yeah I, since I've, this movie is well or this book is very highly regarded i think this is kind of the maybe the break that he needs to 
I mean, I, he is considered one of the all-time greats in his in, in his you know niche that he does. Yeah, just not. But just to a more, he hasn't broken into directing quite. Yet. Yeah, the directing <laughs> angle because I feel like he. <laughs> I feel like he probably is capable. We just and I haven't seen Mowgli, but apparently um, it was not that good. He came out with a movie called Breathe. Like, that was his first movie, and apparently that was pretty good. Was it better than Don't Breathe? I don't know. <laughs> I can't say. <laughs> don't Breathe is actually the sequel. Yeah. Um, so, that'd be an interesting uh, double feature. But I'll give this a Brokaw, because I, I want Andy Serkis to, to get a good script and a good break and yeah. show, show what he's capable he's of. He's a talented man, Brokaw. Uh, so Ridley Scott came out this week and said that he is currently writing the script for Gladiator 2, uh, and he's going to direct it after his next film, uh, Kit Bag, which I didn't know was a thing, but this Kit Bag movie is apparently a film about Napoleon, and he's, Napoleon's gonna be played by Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> wow. So he's just all in the historical epic kind of, kind of, uh, line yeah. again. Yeah, I guess. So. I have not seen Gladiator, which is kind of astonishing at this point, since I literally teach kids about ancient Rome. So <laughs> I, I really need to watch it. But uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know. You've seen it, right? Yeah. Um, doesn't doesn't uh, Russell Crowe's character die at the end? Or whatever? He does. That's so what, uh, people like everyone like in the comments on the the articles I was reading about this everyone's just like well what are you going to do like <laughs> <laughs> no here we go all the they dump his body into the river and he's in the water and all of a sudden he his, his eyes open <laughs> his eyes open up yeah like, um <laughs> and then he goes more will not entertained because he's he's underwater so you can't hear him say are you not entertained my, my guess is this is my guess is this is either a going to somehow be a prequel i guess even though that would be kind of dumb or, t- or you, the, the, the good old Red Dead Red, Red Dead Redemption 2, where the second one's actually a prequel. Yeah, yeah. Or it could also be, um, I guess, just like a spiritual successor kind of thing, where it, it's just another story about a gladiator, but it's not really a sequel because it's a different one. I don't know. We'll see. The first one's okay. I, I wasn't as big of a fan of it as a lot of people seem to be, but... I think that's one of the first movies, big movies Joaquin Phoenix was in, first Gladiator. Thumbs up, thumbs down, guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I just need to sit down and watch that movie. So, yeah. Uh, but I'll give that a Brokaw, I guess, because it's about ancient Rome, which is a cool time in history. <laughs> I'll give it a Bergeron. Um, the, the long running Scarlett Johansson lawsuit is apparently over now. Um, the terms of the settlement are not exactly known, but Deadline reported that she's ma- that she's making $40 million from Disney over the... So uh, evidently she won. <laughs> or they... I mean, they settled or, they settled, or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean... Uh, I guess good for Scarlett Johansson to get some extra money out of Disney. Uh maybe disney could just 
<laughs> you know, uh, follow their contractual obligations to begin <laughs> with, that would be great. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. I don't have too many thoughts about it. It is what it is. Good for her. Bad for Disney. Yeah. Bergeron. Yep. Um, the next bit of news, um, the Wonka movie, which I talked about last week. A bunch of stuff about that came out. Uh, some new cast members, uh, Olivia Coleman, Sally Hawkins, and Keegan-Michael Key are all joining the cast. Um, I don't think this was like brand new news, but I, don't, I didn't remember this. Apparently, it's going to be directed by Paul King, who directed the Paddington movies. Which, oh, which I have not seen. I haven't either. Apparently, they're very good. And based on the tone I've kind of seen from clips, I feel like that would be perfect for a Wonka movie those movies have just like a very unique feel I really want to watch them Uh, I just want to see Danny DeVito as an Oompa Loompa yeah (laughs) bring on Danny DeVito Uh, apparently the same editor and costume designer for Paddington is also joining so I I feel like this is going to very much feel like a Paddington movie but just with a Willy Wonka skin yeah, I still just don't like Willy Wonka. <laughs> so I I guess that's good news, but I just don't really care for that story, so I'm going to go Bergeron. I'll give it a Brokaw. This makes me more interested than I was before. So, um, yeah. Uh, final piece of movie news is that the, uh, the Five Nights at Freddy's movie, apparently Chris Columbus has dropped out as the director. <laughs> um, <laughs> what has he made since Harry Potter? I don't I think he's the one who directed that Kevin Spacey cat movie. <laughs> Nine Lives. <laughs> I think he's the oh, one who man. directed that. Someone should listen to request that movie oh sometime. My God. <laughs> um, Don't listen I mean, to you know, after, after sailing to America and directing Harry Potter 1 and 2, that's a pretty accomplished career. Oh, he directed uh, Home Alone as well. Yeah. Uh, one of my three favorite Christmas movies. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't think this movie is ever going to get made. This, like, Five Nights at Freddy's was popular in, like, what, 2015, something like that. And the movie... Uh, kids still like it, man. Do they? The, the, yeah, it's still popular among the children. Okay. I liked it when the games were, like, first coming out. I thought it was kind of cool. And then there's, like, oversaturation, and I got annoyed with it. I think I played the first three, which all released within a year of each other. <laughs> Um, I never, I, I'm so out of the loop of everything, but the, the FNAF, FNAF, FNAF is really popular among the children still. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll, we'll see if this ever gets made. This movie has been must, in the works since like 2016. There must be popular streamers who play it. Oh yeah. I'm guessing. Your so. Markiplier's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bergeron. Bergeron as well. Uh, and then only piece of gaming news I had, which I mentioned to you the other day, is that uh, Sony bought Bluepoint Games, um, which Bluepoint Games has been known for their recent like remasters, remakes that they've done. They remade, um, uh, I think they just did the Demon Souls remake, but then they also did the Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, they did the uh, Nathan Drake collection for PS4, that trilogy. Um, they did the God of War HD for PS3 that I just completed. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, they're yeah they're 
pretty great. I mean, they've basically only made Sony games at this point, so it's kind of no, a no-brainer that Sony would buy them. Um, but apparently Bluepoint is also now working on an original game, uh, but they also may continue with remasters in the future as well. So, I mean, they're talented yeah, at their a remakes. a new IP. What? A new IP. So that's interesting to see a company that has only really done remasters to do a re- new IP. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what they have to offer. Yeah. Uh, broke off from me. Broke off for me as well. There was actually another big piece of gaming news that, that broke. I think it was yesterday afternoon um, that, uh, oh, I'm blanking on uh, Christopher Judge, I think. Is that is that the guy who plays Kratos? Oh, yeah. I, um, I can't remember um, if that's his name, but I know what you're talking about. It is, yeah. He uh, apparently came out and kind of said that I am the person to blame for the God of War Ragnarok delay mm-hmm. to 2022 uh, because he got uh, extremely injured oh, okay. and could hardly walk. So he wasn't, uh, he wasn't able to act or whatever. I think they, I think the game probably would have been delayed anyway, but <laughs> I mean, I'm completely on the outside. I like it. I would have been surprised regardless if that game came out last year. So uh, I on like, everybody's like, dude you have nothing to apologize for yeah <laughs> uh, so um broke off for his performance in the new god of war game because in my opinion the the original kratos is just not not to the caliber of christopher judge i would say yeah <laughs> um he brings such a, a great nuance and intimidation to that character that there's a little bit more hamminess and, and cheesiness to the the original performance back in 2005 but video games have come a long way since then so yeah but yeah so Christopher off. Judge broke off, broke for, off for your per- for performance and it's really not your fault man so <laughs> uh yeah that's I think we is that the the news we have for the week Holden the I just smacked my table that's the news for the week all right sweet let's review Venom okay venom let there be carnage is the sequel to 2018's venom a surprise hit at the box office um it um this film follows uh tom hardy playing eddie brock and also venom and they're kind of they're going through some little relationship troubles being uh being stuck together in the symbiotic relationship um and he's encountering Cletus Cassidy played by Woody Harrelson who's who's in prison and is just a bad dude he's a serial killer um yeah <laughs> that's the plot of the movie i guess Hold on, I'm glad we're reviewing this a little bit. We're recording our episode a little bit earlier than we normally do because uh, that's going to help me not f- f- completely forget everything about this movie. Uh, I think this is a uh, this is not a good movie in my opinion. No, uh, it's about as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, it is completely unremarkable in pretty much every single way. I think the special effects are pretty good yeah for the, yeah for the most part i mean like venom's design 
I, I thought Venom's design in the first movie was good. Like, it's, like, special effects for the most part, Carnage, all of them. Yeah, it looks pretty The way good. they have the uh, subsurface scattering of light, the slight transparency of Venom's skin, kind of like how humans, when you have a light behind them, it's kind of, you know, there's a reddish-orange kind of hue mm-hmm. and transparency to it. That effect is incredibly well done. Okay. That... You wouldn't. I mean, twenty years ago, these movies would look bad, but <laughs> but the CGI has really gone a long way. So that that looks really good. And and as someone who's colorblind, I had I was very glad that I could clearly tell the difference between Venom and Carnage, which I was a little bit worried about since I'm like, this is going to be a very a lot of dark <laughs> action sequences where well, yeah, I would it, normally have trouble distinguishing between red and black, but the design, not only the color, but the actual designs of Venom and Carnage were different enough that I was clearly able to distinguish them, which I appreciate yeah. because yeah, I, I was worried about it. That's an improvement off the first one because the first one, the villain, who I had to look up what its name was, its name is Riot. Um, it's, it looks like exactly the same as Venom. It's like a gray one, but even its design just looks very similar to Venom's. But yeah, Carnage, Carnage has a has enough differences to him that when he's they, more like spiky, yeah, or something. he's he's a little bit leaner in some ways, um, which is accurate to the comics. Um, but I overall okay. <laughs> I think this is a marginal improvement over the first one, but I say marginal and I I still don't mean this is a good movie. <laughs> I think this is still bad. I I really don't like the first one at all, really. I think this has just a couple things better in it, but for other than that, it's mostly just like the same stuff. It's kind of- I just don't I, I I honestly don't remember the first movie at all, so I can't even compare it. Mm-hmm. I I don't remember anything about it. I think Eddie Brock's character is incredibly uninteresting. Yeah. Um, and just not a person. <laughs> he just is a caricature, caricature of someone who just cannot be in any social environment and be competent. He's, it, yeah, I don't, I don't get, like, this is a problem I have with the first movie, too, is, like, you take out the Spider-Man element, that's fine. You you try to work with that. But like Eddie Brock's characterization in the comics and I think what makes him more interesting is like his rage. Like it, that's like what he's like his entire motivation is is he's he's like like he just has a lot of like bad things happen to him in life and Eddie Brock in these movies has bad things happen to him, but he just kind of like takes it like a champ. <laughs> in some ways like he just kind of he rolls with the punches which i i mean you know if you're trying to make a likable protagonist i guess that works but it just makes him like a far less interesting character because it's something we've seen a bunch before i don't know i just feel like there was little development of him outside of this relationship that he has with his ex-fiance i guess um I just didn't I didn't they they try to do this bromance thing with Venom and and uh Eddie Brock and I don't know it just didn't work super well for me mm-hmm. I don't it wasn't awful yeah it's I think it comes down to the writing which is like a 
it's like a weird opinion because some people think the writing between the two of them is really good. I've seen that in some reviews since I watched the movie. I'm like, I don't know if I agree with that. It's just like, it, I feel like alongside that like bromance thing, also his relationship with his ex-fiance, it just like covers the same ground that the first movie did. And the relationship between Eddie and Venom is fleshed out more in this movie because I remember it's kind of weird and disjointed in the first one. But it's still, it kind of feels like they got to a point in the first movie together. And then at the beginning of this movie, they've reverted a bit. And now they're trying to reach that point again. Maybe. I mean, there's the whole, they kind of established that you can't like eat people and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know. It's like, I just didn't really like everything. The whole dialogue between them, it's like everything is supposed to be a joke and none of it is funny in my opinion. No. So I just like that for me is just a complete turnoff yeah. to the entire movie. I like the, like in terms of the humor in this movie, I feel like there was maybe one, maybe two like intentional jokes I laughed at, but the majority just don't land. And most of the times I laughed were like at the movie <laughs> and so I like I mean <laughs> I laughed really hard there I mean this isn't really a spoiler but during the climax of the movie Carnage literally says the title of the movie <laughs> 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 he like out of nowhere says let there be carnage and I just turned to Jimmy I'm like oh my god <laughs> And it was like I, I, there's a there's a couple different times where like Cletus Cassidy says the word carnage in a context that isn't referring to the symbiote, and every time it happened, I laughed. It just was so awkward. It's like yeah, we already I, got we already got that name drop in your dialogue in the post credits of the first movie. Stop doing it. We get it. Carnage is in this movie. <laughs> I'm also confused. I'm like, is Eddie Brock famous? Is he not famous? Is he a good journalist? Is he a bad journalist? I'm like, I have no idea. Cause it's like one minute he's one thing, and the other minute he's a completely other thing. And I mean, I'll I'll put my my journalism cap on right now. He is a really bad journalist. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, at least really the only journalistic things we see him do in this movie are interviewing Cletus Cassidy, and he just like the questions he asks are so like he just eggs him on he eggs on well they egg on each other i guess but you're as a journalist you're supposed to remain impartial and not get like super emotional in these scenarios and it honestly if you tried to use those those quotes in a news story that he gets i'm pretty sure he'd get laughed out of the newsroom <laughs> he also just like never goes to work yeah <laughs> Like, the only time we see him work, work on anything somewhere? is he's like typing something in his apartment. Yeah. Um, there's also like this, it almost feels like Anchorman at some points because it's like Eddie Brock is back on top as the number one journalist. I'm like, what? Who cares? Like, there's not, like, is there a number one journalist? Is that something people care about? No. And why would they say that on the news? Yeah. No. I mean, Eddie Brock, like, at least in the real world, for someone to care that much about a journalist like that, they would have to be, like, super famous. Like, 
but Eddie Brock isn't that. He just lives in kind of a, a little dingy apartment. And no one seems to know him aside from his friends. And like, if he was getting recognized on the street a bunch, I would get that a bit more. But no one cares about him. Also, he just doesn't have any friends. Yeah. Like, he is his ex fiance. He doesn't have any other friends. Am I crazy? Like, he, there's just no one else. Yeah, no. The ex fiance I mean, is the only person he knows. He knows the, the, the shop owner. That, but they're not friends. Yeah. No, they're not friends. That's like it. <laughs> Those are like the only two people he talks to in this movie. He just is like so socially incompetent mm-hmm. that I just, the whole movie is just very cringeworthy. And it's like, if you have something, like, I understand it'd be hard to have live with something speaking into your brain all the time. But you have to recognize that you have to at least appear to have your life together. <laughs> which he yeah. just doesn't. Like, he'll just be shouting things when he's going through this prison. Yeah, that's that was the scene that I'm like, okay, the, the guard, it started and the guard wasn't saying anything. I'm like, this is just <laughs> weird. But then the guard says something like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah. But then he just keeps talking to himself. Like, this guard should pe- at least appear more alarmed <laughs> than he does. <laughs> let me just let you walk to the maximum security place. And then also, he's just like buddies with the guy who's not Donnie Wahlberg, who's a detective. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. The The lead detective in this movie, the lead detective character, just looks like Donnie Wahlberg. And Jimmy and I both went through the majority of this movie thinking it was him. <laughs> well, I was I was like, the most compelling part of the movie was, is that Donnie Wahlberg or is that not Donnie Wahlberg? Because it's like, I went back and forth. I'm like, I think it is. Oh, no, it's not. Maybe it is? No. And then it was like, no, nah, I definitely don't think it is. And then the credits confirmed that it was not him, but the he had a he, also he's just like a, an east coast accent yeah that's and they're, <laughs> they're in san francisco it's like what is this guy from like boston doing here well and he, that character is just like angry all the time he's just like the generic detective where he is like he he just gets mad at anyone he's questioning he's very unprofessional <laughs> like he feels like one of the bad cops from spiral yeah yeah he does <laughs> Um, it's just, it's a, it's a movie like stereotype, I guess that would never probably exist in real life. I just, I don't under, I, there's the characters in this movie aren't very good in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The movie's just boring too. Like, like Venom, I guess Venom gets screen time, but there's not really action. Like there's one, is there there's like one kind of action sequence in the middle mm-hmm. where Carnage kind of is established, and then there's one thing at the end, and that's really it. Yeah, only, I, that's. I mean, I guess you. There's only one confrontation between Venom and Carnage. <laughs> well, so. yeah this this movie is only like 97 minutes long, so like. In, in theory, this could be a nice trimmed down superhero movie. I was kind of excited to see that. But it takes so long for anything interesting to happen. Carnage itself doesn't show up until like halfway through the movie. Like it, it's, it, it takes so long. It literally like half of this short movie is just spent on Eddie Brock being boring. And uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't like Tom Hardy's performance in these movies. 
I don't either. I just like he just doesn't feel like a real person. No. So um, and his character feels inconsistent. He's not that likable. No. I guess just bad things happen to him, and he's like, "Oh, I'm just trying my best." He just like he seems to be trying to do a million things at once or something, and I don't know. And uh, Woody Harrelson, I think, could have done better if this one if the script was better, but also. One of the biggest, I mean, this is a problem with the first movie too, but the fact that this is not R-rated is such a detriment to the movie. And I think it's even more so in this one because you have Woody Harrelson playing Cletus Cassidy, who is literally a serial killer. And like, he's he's just supposed to be this malicious force, just this, like, he, he doesn't, it, like, all he, all he cares about is his girlfriend, essentially, and he just kills people. And there's a lot of kills in this movie but they're all like off screen and without like you can't see anything it's just like it, there's no impact this no in, there's not and this character carnage while the design is cool um just isn't done justice in this movie because he's a very popular comic book villain but he's known for his brutal his brutality and just like basic i mean he's a psychopath uh with a symbiote and we don't really get that here because of the pg-13 rating that's true and i just think the character's writing is bad Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) (laughs) they try to do this love story thing and i don't know it it just didn't really work for me like at least they tried to make a story i guess but I, I don't think it was that compelling of a story and, and there nothing really all that interesting happened yeah in the movie in my opinion yeah I totally agree uh Woody Harrelson's girlfriend Shriek will also be in No Time to Die next week oh she plays uh Eve Moneypenny she was in the last two Bond movies I think she's like mm-hmm. I don't know but all right. Uh, anything else you want to say, non-spoilerize, or should we get into our ratings here, Holden? Um. Yeah, I think we can just get into our ratings. I'm gonna go four out of ten because it's not offensively bad. It's just not that I there's the visually it's good. They attempted to do a story. They attempted to have character arcs, but they just didn't really work for me. So I didn't <laughs> hate myself watching this movie, but it was just as mediocre as I thought it was going to be. I'm not sure I'll give props to it for attempting to have a story. <laughs> I feel like a lot of movies do that. Um, but yeah, I'll probably give it a, a four as well, honestly. I think the first one is a three for me. And like I said, it's marginally better. the The effects are a little are better. I like the fact that it's shorter, <laughs> even if it doesn't necessarily feel like it. Um, yeah, I'll I'll go, I'll go a four. That's fine. Alrighty, Holden, let's dive into spoilers. Spoilers. For Venom, let there be carnage. And there is actually big spoiler in this movie. So um, if you really do care about uh, Venom, let there be carnage or at all, I would I would recommend you don't listen to this section quite yet. 
if you plan on seeing it at some in theaters within the next two weeks, don't listen to the spoiler. Review. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you but if you don't care to see this movie in the next two weeks, then you can go ahead and listen to our spoiler review because there is stuff of consequence to other films too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so. that are Marvel related. So let's get into it, Holden. Class- Should we just? So go, go classic cold and sutter dive right into the biggest spoiler. <laughs> dive right into the biggest spoiler. So the mid credits scene for this movie uh it has Eddie Brock and Venom they're kind of on their vacation thing established at the end of the movie and they're in a hotel room and then all of a sudden there's a, an unexplained like flash of light like room shaking kind of thing. Um, where they're suddenly transported to a different hotel room and on the TV in the hotel room is the report uh, by J. Jonah Jameson from the end of Far From Home explaining that Spider-Man killed Mysterio. Um, So... And that his identity is Peter Parker. Yeah, and that his identity is Peter Parker. And then Venom licks the screen because Tom Holland's... Dripping, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that was weird. Uh, what what does this mean? This is a, a big thing because for a long time, uh, been theorized that they're gonna try to somehow fold in Venom in Sony's universe into the MCU. Um, and now, I mean, this confirms it. It it, it confirms that one Venom did not take place in the standard MCU, or at least we're pretty sure about that. That universe does not, but now Venom as a character is in the MCU, I guess. So is the same thing going to happen at the end of Morbius? That's what I don't know (laughs) because like Morbius, I mean, from the trailer you got, well, first of all, you got like Spider-Man imagery in it. And then you have Michael Keaton who is what's up doc. Yeah. What's up doc. So I don't I don't know if, if Morbius is just gonna straight up take place in the MCU, <laughs> or if or if yeah he's gonna get transported. I what this kind of hints to me is that like they were so insistent on getting this movie out that I feel like Venom has to show up in No Way Home. Potentially, um, that yeah, it's. We'll see. I mean, I hope not. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you, maybe a glimpse. <laughs> I just, when that thing happened, I was like, oh, that's too bad. Yeah, that's exactly, I thought that was funny. That's what you said. Um, Yeah, I, I mean, I like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe with the better writing of the MCU, maybe Venom will be better. I don't know, like in the right hands. But... I just don't care about the current iteration as is. I don't like the way the current iteration is. Yeah. So I would. I'm looking forward to the the PS4 or the PlayStation Spider-Man game with Venom because I think that'll be better. Yeah. I want to hear <laughs> but, uh, Tony Todd do I, his voice. I'd rather have a new Venom in the MCU movies than Tom Hardy Venom because I don't think Tom Hardy Venom is good yeah and also you're like rooting for him and venom is more of a villain <laughs> and he and to- eddie brock and peter parker don't get along so i don't know we'll see yeah and it's i mean it's weird 
like the comics like Eddie Brock and Peter Parker I'm pretty sure are like similar age too like they're kind of I mean not not necessarily in the same sense as like Joker and Batman but they're kind of two sides of the same coin I guess um but now Tom Hardy's just like like 50 year old Tom Hardy <laughs> I don't know um yeah it's tom v tom yeah it and you know would (laughs) so would you rather see tom hardy venom go against tom holland spider-man or tom hardy venom go against topher grace venom (laughs) (laughs) i i'd like to see some venom on venom action in no way home i really like i really even though spider-man 3 is not that good I really want to see Topher Grace come back as Venom. <laughs> I think that'd be so funny. And Bryce Dallas Howard come back as Gwen Stacy. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I mean, there was there was audible excitement in our theater, but our theater was also just like laughing throughout the whole movie. Like people, we I feel like we are in oh, the, the people and yeah the. Yeah, the people in our theater enjoyed Venom, which yeah. I still will not understand. But, uh, yeah, you know, to a, each their own. It's not to the level of, like, Free Guy, where I am just, like, baffled that people like it. Like, I can see people enjoying Venom, It's but I just, it's just not not enjoyable to me. Yeah, I, I I am the same way. I still don't understand Free Guy. I don't... I don't <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I did not like anything about that movie. Did you? Uh, uh, did you like the kids sitting behind us? <laughs> oh my gosh! There was also just yeah, like a second grader or something sitting behind <laughs> us at Venom. I'm like, okay. He kept like asking questions. It wasn't. It wasn't that annoying. I would have been more annoyed if it was a movie I cared about. But <laughs> it was just kind of yeah. funny. <laughs> the one of the, the parent at least was like. All right, I'll tell you later. Whatever. Yeah, no, yeah, not right now. To keep them down. But uh, also, they also brought their like second grader to Venom. Let there be carnage. So, <laughs> um, which I get. You know, second grader probably thinks it's cool. Yeah. But Cletus Cassidy is not super <laughs> age appropriate, probably. Um, yeah. I just I, this movie was right where I thought it was gonna be. I will not watch it again under in my own will, <laughs> you know? Um, so, uh, I guess I'm more interested for the, like, is the next one going to be Spider-Man versus Venom? Yeah. What is, or is it going to be a Spider-Man movie? I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, I, where it's at right now, it feel, I mean, he's going to have to make an appearance with Spider-Man. I would guess before he gets another movie, I would guess they're going to want to continue the Venom movies. Cause this one's doing pretty well. But obviously that first one did that first one made like $900 million. I cannot believe that. Um, I wouldn't like, I don't mind like a no way home cameo. And I was kind of hoping that was going to be the extent of the crossover. Yeah. Um, but we'll see, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it wouldn't ruin that movie for me. Um, I just don't want venom to hijack one of Tom Holland's movies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, we don't need like a buddy cop 
Spider-Man and Venom movie. Let's just <laughs> let's keep him out of the spotlight. I don't know. I I also just had, there has not been an iteration of Venom that I've really liked so far. Yeah, not in the movies. I mean, as someone as someone who hasn't read the comics, I I still don't quite get the hype for Venom. I mean, he looks cool, but the character himself has not interested me all that much. So Well, yeah, I mean, both versions have been like just severely underwritten and this one, I mean, part of the thing people like is the connection with Spider-Man, so of course this one doesn't really even have that, which makes it far less interesting to a lot of people including myself well but uh yeah i mean is there anything from the movie we should like you know we're talking about the mid credit scene and it's <laughs> yeah, impact on no, the future I, I, but i think we should talk about like the climax maybe a little bit like it's that whole sequence feels just weird because venom and carnage have not met throughout the movie at all in the movie until that point and venom doesn't even know carnage exists yeah it's <laughs> literally venom like eddie eddie knows or is like aware of what's happening but venom is caught off guard which you can see in the trailer with when like he's like oh that's a red one or whatever and there's this whole element that they mention literally twice that doesn't add anything about carnage is like you're you're my Ven- father or something like that uh- and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Which that is, I think that's comic accurate. Like, technically, Carnage is the spawn of Venom, but it doesn't add anything. It's literally mentioned no. twice, and then it doesn't. It doesn't matter. And they didn't. And they didn't develop the Carnage, uh, Cletus Cassidy relationship at all because they're like, oh, they're incompatible, and we're compatible, so that's why we're gonna win. But that really wasn't yeah. it. <laughs> Well, um, I I mean, another thing I'll mention from the comics is the reason why Carnage is seen as so much more powerful is because in the comics, there's the, uh, the bond between Venom and Eddie Brock. They refer to themselves as a collective we, which, you know, the, but Carnage refers to itself as a singular being, like they're one in the same. Uh, and so that's kind of their representation of like the strength of their bond. But that's it, not something that ever happens in this it's so weird yeah and i don't know uh the whole like him drawing the the image where he finds the dead bodies i'm like okay you drew some rocks yeah like where are those like how do i know where that is exactly Yeah, why does venom know like exactly where because venom's the one that pulls up the picture like he's the one i guess venom is super intelligent because he's from some sort of space planet but he also is really dumb yeah so he's I don't, really dumb I, don't, I quite understand it i that whole that whole bit where venom goes to a rave is so pointless that w- it was so i was like why are we doing this it feels like completely unnecessary in this already short movie <laughs> i just yeah there was such there was so much stuff that was happening that was just not interesting they tried to make it these two love stories that were happening but uh i don't know the cletus single-mindedly trying to save his girlfriend 
who was the only nice person to him. But then she's also just, once she connects with him, she's just like, oh, I'm an insane murderer. (laughs) I'm not continuing to be this compassionate person. Because we have no inclination that she's an evil person before that. She just had these weird powers. So that's why she was in this, like, you know, asylum sort of thing. And she's nice to Cletus when everybody else is mean. But, oh, nope, she happens to be this insane murderer as well, apparently. Well, and... That that's one of the things in the climax that doesn't make any sense is like like she's insane she's just killing people with Cletus or whatever fine whatever and then like Cletus is about to kill Anne like Tom Hardy's ex fiance and then she's just like you've gone too far <laughs> and I'm just like that doesn't make any sense I, I think I, I like the idea of this the supervillain couple one is a symbiote and the other the other's power is literally its weakness i think that's kind of cool but it's not it's just not interesting in this movie no and carnage is like enough of that i'm just gonna kill her (laughs) (laughs) and then she just takes a bell to the face yeah which was that was pretty funny also bringing back the the bells for venom Mm mm-hmm yeah, they really played up the the sound. I don't know if that was even a thing in the last movie. The sound being as weak. I mean, that's always been a Venom thing, but that, that was like a big part of this movie. I don't even know if that was in the first movie. But, yeah, I'd, uh, uh, this movie was just not good, <laughs> in my opinion. But I, they're going to keep making them, I guess. Yeah, so. I, I guess. I, I kind of... The one character that I feel bad for is like Anne's actual fiance. He's just this he's like a nice guy and he's just gets thrown into these situations cuz also when he's like he's dropping the gasoline on Venom, which on again carnage. fire is a, or carnage, thank you. Fire is a weakness too, I guess. Yeah. They didn't discover that. They just knew that i think right did they discover that one one character says it once earlier in the movie i can't remember yeah i don't i I feel like either shriek or carnage says it but there was no inclination like there was no discovering that um which okay whatever (laughs) but he's like pouring gasoline and lighting it on fire doesn't that trail back to the canister or do i (laughs) am i getting that wrong i i would think isn't that the way it works but like he should just he should be blown up with third degree burns at yeah. this point. Um <laughs> but yeah, he's kind of a jerk, but then he has redeeming qualities, so Yeah, I don't he's know. he's not just a generic like jerk of a you know your ex is dating this new jerk guy. It's not that. Like he he's he's a better person than Eddie Brock is. I don't, I don't blame Anne for uh for wanting to dump Eddie and go with him. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, what do you think Anne telling Eddie that she's engaged in person was the right move? Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess if they're like, if they, they're still, you know, friends or close, which they seem to be keeping in contact, maybe. Yeah, I would guess so. I don't uh, well the way the phone call went though it seemed like he was thinking it was going to be a date. So true. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm glad that and I'm then, glad that she didn't just like get back with him at the end of the movie 
Yeah, I am too. <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. I, I think I'm done talking about Venom. Let there be carnage. Yeah, I mean, yep. I think that's it. It's bad. It's bad. In my opinion, it's bad, <laughs> but it's not offensively bad. So that's my current. Can't wait on for it. Morbius. Good visual effects. Yeah. At least I like Tom Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good actor, just not with this, which might just be this the script. Yeah. I just or yeah. Um and again, e, uh um Andy Circus, wish you all the best. <laughs> so, good luck with Animal Farm. I think you tried your best here. I don't I think it was directed fine. I just think the script was there was nothing to work with. Yeah. Yeah. That's some cool animation part thing with Cletus's backstory. Yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, the animation was cool, but that's also like, if this wasn't P, if this was R rated, they wouldn't need to do that because then they would just show the backstory. Yeah. Um, yep. So that's 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 that. Holden, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, Jimmy, after last week, I mentioned that I wanted to rewatch Skyfall. I did. I watched Skyfall, like, maybe that night, even. (laughs) It was very quick. Um, And I rewatched it. This was the first time I'd seen Skyfall in a few years. I loved it. I, I think I loved it when it came out. I think it's still very good. I had forgotten that Roger Deakins did the cinematography for it. Oh, yeah. It's a um, beautiful movie. It's Yeah, it's a beautiful movie. Um, it is... It's very Dark Knight. There's a lot, it's a lot of Dark Knight influence on it, which I didn't notice. Uh, at, well, I mean, I guess I was pretty young when I first watched it, but I'm noticing it now. Um I, I mean, I still really like the villain. I think the story is pretty compelling. It's pretty long, but I didn't really feel the runtime. The action's pretty good. It's it, it's just a very solid movie. I don't like it as much as Kissing a Royale, but I it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, I'd li- I'd like to rewatch both of those before uh, before um, what should we call it comes out? No time, no to, time die. to die. Yeah, I'm. Which apparently is maybe good. Yeah, it seems to be. It's getting pretty decent reviews. Apparently, it's like a good capstone for Daniel Craig, which is nice. Um, yeah, make up for Spectre. <laughs> I'm gonna. I am gonna watch Spectre this week, um, which I'm not looking forward to. But the new one has so many narrative ties with it that I'm like, I, I kind of. I feel like I need to see it. The beginning was pretty cool, I think, and then the rest of the movie's bad. I want to say exciting. Can't wait for that. Um, yeah. Other things I've been watching this week. I've actually been rewatching a lot of the X Men movies of all things. It kind of started. Uh, I've been watching it with my roommate. Um, mo- mostly the newer ones, not so much the ones from the two thousands. But um, we. It was just one night where we're like, someone mentioned X Men First Class. We're like, oh, we'll go back and watch that. And now we've watched that, Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, and Logan. Those are the ones we've watched. Hmm. Um, 
Apocalypse still isn't very good, but the other three are I I love them so much. I think First Class and Days of Future Past are are very good movies, and they're fe- they feel so unique. Um, who directed those? Uh, let's. The first one is Matthew Vaughn, who did Kick Ass and the Kingsman movies. Okay. And then the second one is Brian Singer, who's supposedly a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, yeah he's yeah he was the one who directed Bohemian Rhapsody that got yeah that was a big thing um but both very good uh they 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 just feel unique in regards to like the MCU movies in terms of structure in terms of like characters and traditional villains and stuff it, it's I had forgotten how weird they were Days of Future Past is, is a very ambitious movie because it's kind of a sequel to the movies from the 2000s but it's also a sequel to the newer ones but you don't really need to see the older ones i don't know it's it's bizarre and then logan upon this rewatch i think it might be my favorite superhero movie i might make that claim i might like it i think i like it more than the dark knight Okay. Um I don't I don't know. It's like I think Logan gets better each time I watch it. It's it's just a masterfully done film, very emotional, very it just fantastic performances, exciting. I'm so excited to see James Mangold's new Indiana Jones movie. I think he's going to do a great job. I really hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, that's cool. Um, I started watching Midnight Mass. I'm only one episode in, so I don't have a lot to say about that. But the first episode was pretty good. Um, oh, uh, I guess the other big movie I watched this week was I watched a movie called Kajillionaire. I think it came out last year. Um, it stars Evan Rachel Wood, who's like the main character on Westworld, plays Dolores. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's this movie about this young woman. I think she's, I think she's 26 and she's grown up in this family where both of her parents are like thieves. They're, co- they're basically common criminals. And that's basically all she's done her whole life is she just helps them on like little like gigs, little thefts, just ways to get by by stealing things. And so she's, it, her parents have kind of, neglected her a little bit emotionally so she's a she's a very odd character but it was a very unique movie it's kind of a heist movie and there's some romance stuff i don't know it's it's a weird movie but i recommend it i don't know how to describe interesting describe it better than that um yeah in terms of in video games i am almost on the last guardian that game's grown on me since last time. Like I thought it was fine last time, but I actually like it quite a bit now. Very, it's very unique approach to a puzzle game. Um, and I, I think the best part about the game is the bond you get with Trico, the creature, because it is. I'm like, I'm so invested. I really hope it doesn't die at the end of the game, because I'm, I might cry. <laughs> it's such a good companion. 
it, is there combat and stuff too or is it mainly puzzles it's mainly puzzles uh there are enemies in the game uh but you kind of have to you kind of have to use trico to destroy them but there's some puzzles involved with that it's not really a con it's not really a combat heavy game and your character hmm. can't really defeat anyone without the help of trico most of the enemies are like these weird stone statues that come to life and Trico can either like smash them and destroy them or he'll like sometimes knock them over and then you can like pull their helmets off, which will then defeat them. Yeah, it's not very combat centric, but hmm. it's pretty cool. Interesting. I might have to check it out someday. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's it, though. What about you, Jimmy? What have you been doing? Well, the main thing I did was I fin- finished the God of War remaster on PlayStation Now, streaming it. Um, it's pretty fun. I think, uh, I don't know if it's just the remaster, but there's some points towards the end of the game I was telling Holden about this that are like some plat- platforming things that are <laughs> like nearly impossible <laughs> and incredibly frustrating. Uh I do not understand why they made some of them that difficult, uh, either in the original game or the remaster. Um, there's like, <laughs> there was one part where there's like these moving platforms that you have to jump to, and there's also saws that are going in between them. Mm-hmm. And below, there's just like a bottomless chasm where you die. And like you have to go across them one way uh, to get something, and then you have to come back. And when you, the camera is locked in the game. So when you go across, you can see everything that's in front of you. But when you come back, you can't like see where you're going. So you're almost flying blind and the controls are so cumbersome and awful when you're doing it. Cause you can't like, you're, you're, it's like trying to drive your car in reverse. Uh, <laughs> so it's like driving through an obstacle forward really easy then you have to do it in reverse and it's just really difficult so it's like why did they do this and you couldn't like save in between so every time i died i have to do the part where i went across the first time and then came back it was awful and then there's this part where you have to like move this big rock in order to uh, or yeah, block or something. I don't a big heavy block in order to jump up to a platform before these spikes come up, and it is, I, it is almost impossible. <laughs> I looked it up. I'm like, how do people beat this level? And the, I noticed that uh, there was this the most popular YouTube video about it was this workaround to kind of hack the game into doing it, <laughs> where you have to do like this weird combo of moves that can kind of glitch you up there and people are like thank you i would almost quit playing the game and it's like an hour before the end of the game too so <laughs> wait were, um were either those was that the tower of blades or whatever the tower of blades no i don't think so oh, okay I, that t- there is a thing where there's like these cylinders that spin and you have to climb up between them that's a little challenging but it wasn't that oh that's for some reason that's the thing that i had always heard was like the hardest part of god of war but that is pretty challenging um but that was not as difficult as this stupid spike thing <laughs> God. And it was one of those that you have to run in and watch the animation a million times. And you're literally just moving a crate. <laughs> so sometimes I get close, but it's like there's no forgiveness in the platforming at all. So I'm like, right. I'm like, why did he not grab the ledge? He was right there. I don't know why he didn't do it. 
so uh and i played it before work so i'm like there was one morning i think where i played it and i literally made zero progress over the course of 45 minutes and i was like well that was i'm frustrated and not to go to work and that was a waste of time uh but if you can get past those it's a pretty fun game (laughs) so i'll start the second one here and play the third one too and then i think i'm gonna go to horizon nice and by that time uh who knows what's gonna be out there also need to play that ghost of tsushima expansion at some point yeah but kind of waiting for it to maybe just go on sale someday yeah because you can't buy the expansion separately can you you have to upgrade right well no you can buy the expansion for twenty dollars Oh, you can? Okay. Yep. And then you can, the PS5 upgrade part of it is an extra $10. Oh, okay. Yep. It's uh, weird. Yeah. But I didn't quite understand that whole upgrade system. Well, that's because it's very complicated. <laughs> <laughs> um, but otherwise, uh, Emily and I watched Get Out last night. I had not seen it since it was in theaters. Very good. Um it was, you know, one of those movies that's not necessarily super scary, just very unsettling for a lot of the time. And I I really like those. I think that's my, my favorite genre of horror. It's just the really unsettling what the heck is going on sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Your Ari Aster and your, your Jordan Peele movies. So can't wait for Nope to come out whenever that's coming out. Um, I think that's I July think, next year. I think that's everything I got. Cool. So... You can start taking us home, and if I think something, I'll just rudely interrupt you. All right. Uh, yeah, so next week is No Time to Die. Actually kind of excited for that now. I I was kind of, I feel like a month or so ago, I was kind of crapping on the marketing and stuff for it, but I think it's actually doing its job pretty well because I'm, I'm kind of more excited for it now than I think I have been at any other point in its, in its long gestating release window. Um, but... Yeah, and then I think the week after that is Halloween Kills, which will probably not be very good. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> and the, the last duel. The closer we get to Halloween Kills, the worse I think it's going to be. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but if you want to leave us a request, you can do so by uh, leaving us a five-star review on iTunes, or you can email us at tompodcast at gmail.com, or you can donate to our Patreon. Um yeah i think that's pretty much it jimbo all right adios pantalones love you